Hello and welcome back to another installment of Who Let Us Watch This, a podcast that Elise and I do very late at night in between our jobs. Uh, we also watch television shows from our childhood uh, in hopes of conjuring, you know, a reason as to why we are the people that we are. Um, this show is sponsored by Kyle McGlade uh, for School Board, who just recently moved out of his parents' home in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Looks like he got a nice spread in Omaha. And uh, has from... a new home for all of his Harry Potter wands. Mm-hmm. And sweet new S- closet. Seems like he's got a 3D printer. He does, which, by the way, Who owns those. I didn't think they let anyone besides scientists have those. And he, he has you know, somehow acquired a 3D printer. He yeah. is, don't worry, everyone. He's using it to build Monopoly pieces only that he noble, always wanted. O- only noble means. You cannot waste this on the frivolous. Okay? Yeah. Um, and Can uh, you of imagine course, if like a drug dealer had a 3D printer, what the you, what terrible do you think? things they could get up to. What? terrible things i don't know what a 3d printer does it, do you have to give it the chemicals to make the plastic or does i'm not it just sure know? How, i'm not sure how a 3d printer works i don't works. know how it works i don't know how it works but it, the, the process fascinates me but for the life how of me every normal person every time one? i've always thought Can about you make having it have one, colors yeah you just print it with different plastic colors every but time you I've give ever... it plastic does you feed it like a okay Every time I've ever thought about having a 3D printer, the idea of it makes me think that I would do really great things with it, but I'd probably do what Kyle McGlade did, which is make Monopoly pieces that I wanted real bad. I would just make a chess board. I'd make some other things, but I won't go into it. Figuring anyway, anyway, the show is also sponsored by Scott Kasanovich, whom we have not spoken to in far too long, and I have Don't run, out, I have run out of funny things to say about him on this podcast if you're listening call me (laughs) it's been too long uh but anyway um we've got a we got a good show for you tonight i think this is uh, another staple of my mornings i used to watch this on nick nickelodeon before i went to school yeah i think um i mean this show obviously meant a lot to us because when we were well i mean to be fair what i gave what I gave uh, Jessica in order to make the logo for Jess, this show. Thank you, Jess Young. Um, what I gave her was not what she produced. What she produced was significantly better than what I gave her. Hashtag artist. But she um, she was creatively inspired by Rocco's Modern Life to make the logo for Who Let Us Watch This. Hence, that is that is the uh, the font of the logo. And the, the graphic is inspired by Rocco's Modern Life. Which I found out about tonight. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. But that makes sense. I yeah. did. I did love that show. So I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, so we watched a couple episodes that were meaningful to us. Uh, that that we'll get into. Little little bit of backstory, just for those who are not aware. This, uh, and just in general, th- this show comes from a period of time where I think every cartoon network was trying to be edgy. This was like post Simpsons. Yeah. It's like they saw what was possible with Simpsons, yeah. and everybody wanted a piece of that pie. ABC was doing dinosaurs, which we've already done a show on. Well, this is post dinosaurs. Like, I'm, I'm saying like the, they yeah. were all getting in on this. This is like I just in watching the show and reading the Wikipedia page, which is the furthest extent I will do research for this podcast. I this just was on Nickelodeon, right, for mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Well, I just started to realize like a lot of the shows that I watched as a child was like a net a, a, ser- a series of networks mm-hmm. 
who were trying to think outside the box and get well, viewership from not just children. I think it's worthy to bring that up because I, similar to how I get Entertainment Weekly every week, I used to get a Nickelodeon magazine every mm. month. I was never a subscriber to Nickelodeon oh, magazine. Oh, I was a subscriber. I but liked it, highlights. It like focused Goofus on... and Gallant. All their hijinks. I mean, I got those too. But it focused on everything new and exciting on Nickelodeon and like the sliming things. And it had like fun interviews. So it was similar to Entertainment Weekly just for a younger crowd. Just for crowd. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Just like focusing in on the new books and the new movies and the stars and everything. But if I think about the shows that I watched on Nickelodeon when I was young. I mean, these were like, these are shows I just, I maybe I'm just being biased, but I. I don't think there's anything out there now like this. I mean, there's SpongeBob. Well, uh, similar to You've Got Mail, a book or a TV show in this case that you read as a child touches you in a way that it never does an adult. But I'm not. But I mean, I think that's true. Um, I'm just saying that, like, I don't think of a lot of I just don't think a lot of shows are going this dark, went this dark or go this dark anymore. I feel like they made... Poor children. No. Yeah. I feel like no. they tried this. They were like, wow, this... I don't know what effect even, this is having on this generation. Yeah, even now, I was like, this is weird. This yeah. is weird. I mean, this show... The amount of times that this show was censored uh, post-production yeah. for the things that it attempted to get into the, to the minds of children. Because it was made in America. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it was made in another country. Yeah, I mean, and it was also like... It was made in-house. It was Nickelodeon's first in-house an, uh, animation mm-hmm. um, that they did not shop out to someone else. So they had complete creative control over what went into the show. Did the guy, I, I think that one of the character actors, like the voices, he mm. was also the early voice of Spongebob. He was. Too. His name is Stephen he like, Hil- Hilburn or he something. He was replaced early on as well, right? Yeah, I, I think he pitched the show. I mean, the people that made this show oh, went on to make the people Rocko's that made Modern Life. Joe Murray made Rocco's Modern Life, uh-huh. but the the people that were like the voice actors and like yeah. a lot of the creative crew went oh. on to make SpongeBob, oh. which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because Spon- is, yeah. SpongeBob is like probably the only show, the only cartoon. It's as equally bright and dark because yeah. like SpongeBob gets pretty dark. It does, and it does a lot of, and there's a lot of very racy, off color things that it tries to to, to sneak in. I think yeah. what disturbs me most about the show, watching it as an adult. Is like, it was like totally their intention to get sexual innuendos into a children's show. Well, that I think if we watch more children's movies and TV shows, there's always that third layer of like jokes that are for the parents. But is this what they're for though? This one, no. This is for people that are in their 20s that are high and eating cereal. So when they, so when Joe Murray pitched the show, yeah, he. This was marketed to adults. He said, I don't write for children. Right. And Nickelodeon said, that's okay. We're not looking for a children's show. We're looking for a show that parents, college students, and children can enjoy. Yeah, because I think that people who are 20 years old smoking weed and young children, it's the same customer, is it not? (laughs) You want the same, like, sugary... Yeah. Goodness. I mean, the kids aren't going to get it. Mm-hmm. So there's no harm, no, no harm, no foul. Yeah, who cares? They're just going to leave lasting weird impacts like the shows we're about to talk about did. They're not going to care about the weird cannibalistic mention, like 
just overt. I just think it's so strange that like what a gamble yeah. to make a show about animals that well <laughs> I was going to mention eating other animals. I mean that Whatever. is weird that is something yeah. they did frequently. But like yeah. it just what a gamble to 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 do shows that were meant that were marketed primarily to children yeah. that had and I'm not like you know moral oral it's just some of the themes it's not that they're they're racy mm-hmm. it's that they like they're bad like they're bad things that kids should not get no. into their head well do you but i, I wouldn't mean, let my kid watch this show the ep- the episodes that i remembered like i remember i remember watching it but like watching it now is totally different like the understanding of what anxiety is or what having a job or a career is is totally different to me it was just this weirdo with a meatball shaking it up to give him answers because he was too dumb to know otherwise like if you're a kid you just don't understand that yeah but then what is so within what is entertaining about it it's just funny and goofy like little characters making weird voices and sounds you know that's what it's about <laughs> you, you don't really do care under uh, cartoons i should but you just don't care besides that like that's what you're in it for yeah i guess i mean yeah watching it now uh if i was my parents watching this i would have been disturbed i remember my dad walking by the television in the morning like years after i had originally watched rocco's modern life like in middle school watching it in the morning and he was like this is strange. And I was like, you don't even know. There, It should have been a red flag that, that my, I mean, and it's not a red flag that the show's creators were aiming for this, but I didn't know that, but that, that parents were enjoying this equally. A fifth of the viewership of Rocco's Modern Life were, were adults, which, which is their angle. Yeah. They were trying to get parents to watch. Well, I don't think they could have made SpongeBob without having made this show because SpongeBob, I think, you know, I don't watch Spongebob, nor do I do any drugs, but I assume Spongebob is similar, you know. It's very similar. Children like it and young people that are smoking weed like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, Rocco's Modern Life was also, it wasn't picked up by MTV, but it was aired by MTV after it had already. Really? Yeah. Like, Hmm. lots of networks picked this show up as, like, a regular television show that they thought everyone would enjoy, because they did. I mean, it's a good show. They got some heavy hitters it's funny of like the, the one the creators of spongebob which everybody would know but uh the musical director for the show is from the b-52s yes and you know one of the characters like there there are a bunch of characters that are repeats one of the characters that we need we didn't even get to watch was the character of the churchill mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. was one Filbert. of my favorites yeah which was the name uh i named one of my stuffed animals filbert yeah. As a child, He's after a the turtle, ass. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, let's let's get into the episodes. Um, okay. So you watched your episode on um, Magic Meatball, which is a great. Uh, I had to wrestle with myself picking an episode to watch, and I settled on this one. I remembered it because Mister Toad. I don't know what Mister Head. I don't know. I don't know what his name is. He looks like a toad. But a character um, in the show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that's the executive. Big Head. Right. Big Head gets promoted at work because he has made some executive decisions. And he's getting an executive leadership role. Um, but joke's on you, everyone. He's not making any decisions. He's just 
flipping around a magic eight ball, which is in this show a meatball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really like that uh, he was like fighting the system, but watching this as an adult, it was just weird because as someone who's trying to fight their way into the corporate world, <laughs> they truly are just looking for a yes man. And he was being that and freeing himself of the stress of making any actual decisions by, you know, letting it up to this magic meatball. And also the promotion process seems pretty arbitrary, which I, you know, I think also in life has proven truer than not. Very. And yeah. it was fun because instead of, you know, physically moving all of your belongings into an office, you're just simply moved up on an elevator. And also once he's out of answers after he inevitably drops the meatball, all the fluid drains so from from the ball. Sad, a sad he can't magic revive airplane it. accident. And yeah, paper airplane. And uh he and hallucinates he's quickly demoted. Yeah, he hallucinates the magic meatball um anthropomorph anthropomorphizing mm. into a being mm. like a, sounds like a word. with a consciousness. Yeah. That wants things, and uh, they his bosses walk in, ready to praise him for all of his decision making abilities. And it turns out, again, jokes on them. Mm -hmm. He's had a mental breakdown. What about what made you um, think about this episode in particular? I just remember it. Why? Uh well. I remember that he married the meatball, and I remember that the meatball was making all the decisions, but even now, like as an adult, I think someone who is put into a position that their whole job is to make decisions, like that just seems really overwhelming, and that you get to just write all that off to a meatball seems pretty cool, so I identify with that. <laughs> but I equally wanted to watch the episode where... um heifer invites Rocco over to dinner and heifer's family heifer is a cow and heifer's family are wolves and Rocco learns that that wolf family wanted oh, to eat heifer I but then they liked him i do remember so that then episode. they raised him instead yeah. i wanted to watch that one but we just didn't look for it on the internet yeah i so do remember it was that between the two so it's not don't like read too much into i this. i find i find the memories that stick uh, from from a, I mean a series of fifty two episodes, mm -hmm. you know like what stuck out and I've watched all of them. Multiple I'm sure times. I watched all of them a lot as yeah. a child. Um, but for I mean for me the episode that stuck out and I remembered more than anything um, was probably more than anything because I mean it, watching it now I I only remember one thing about the episode which is what I looked up, which is that Heifer gets a nosebleed, which I thought he got from going from getting a bad seat because i remember in the I, I in my memory they went to a baseball game and he got a really bad seat and um they got a nosebleed from sitting in the nosebleed section mm. that was what i remembered i was prone to nosebleeds as a child um unfortunately i'm not not as prone now well you did live in utah i mean i moved around a lot and i got nosebleeds everywhere i went yeah um and so i related to heifer getting the nosebleed but when I watched the episode, and it's also like a lot of blood, like his nose bleeds like out of both nostrils 
just flowing. It's hilarious because I watched this episode. I don't remember him getting a nosebleed. That was the only thing I remembered. Wow. But the, but what it turns out is it's a it's an episode about Rocco getting a credit card. Yes. And being told by so he's in his apartment. All of his shit is like gross and broken and awful. And Heifer's like, don't worry if you don't have any money. You just charge it. Um, Which is hilarious because at the end, Heifer knew. Yeah. Only an idiot does that. Only an idiot gets credit cards, which I never remembered about the episode. I didn't remember the credit cards, but it was I thought it was just interesting that like I have always had a very sort of um, tense relationship with credit and uh, and, and like bills and money. And the one episode that I recalled more than anything was about money. Ultimately, end of the story, he he charges a lot of shit. Well, because when you're dealing with electronic money, you don't feel it the same way as when you're dealing with physical cash. Of he course not. Spend. He just spends. He spends and spends and spends. And they did that quite beautifully, I think. In the show, they depicted that. Yeah. Physically, by himself and the card melting. As he would spend more and more money. That's true. Or the card being uh, smoking. Yeah. With having spent so much money so yeah. quickly. It was on fire. He was on yeah. fire with his spending. Uh, but basically, the Which creditors call, win. call all of his bills due all at once. Literally calling him on the telephone. Mm-hmm. And then sending him a ransom note mm-hmm. that they throw through his window. With those to like, get their shit back. Cut, cut out magazine letters. Yeah, they, they come, they repossess all of his shit. In the middle of the night. And they break into his home, which is also a crime. He, he chops up the credit card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the entire reason he went to go to go to the, get the credit card was just because wanted he wanted to buy bowl. a dog bowl. Which is so simple. Who hasn't been there? Who, when they just who want hasn't? their dog to have a cute dog bowl so that their dog will feel special when they go up to get, mm-hmm, get a lap mm-hmm. of water. Yeah, it was a very special bowl. I mean, other notable things from this episode, when he gets the nosebleed just trying to find parking in the parking lot, which I mean, just which is, is like just, a Mall ugh. of America situation of parking. And I've always had such a just bad. Re- I just I hate going to malls alone. I, I've bitched incessantly about the Jenny malls. He doesn't here. like doing anything that's like <laughs> task oriented. Like, yeah. oh, I have to accomplish this thing. Just well, let's it. let's be fair here. I that's not. In every category, it's just it's just the sort of like life tasks. Yeah, like I have to figure out the bottom of this this uh, doctor appointment bill. <laughs> yeah, or like don't depend on Jenny. No, don't bring it to my doorstep. Mm-mm. But if you need to know the break evens of all the precincts of Virginia, and just exactly how we're going to accomplish that task through a variety if of you, numerical goals and metrically and just tracked metrics, I can do that for you lickety split if you need to schedule a car inspection don't call me don't come don't, to jenny I have no help Mm-mm. it's almost too much it is it is overwhelming <laughs> it's overwhelming here is a list of things that overwhelm me i can name off the top of my head laundry oh she can't even do it super overwhelming i had a load that I, it was ready to be folded i put it on the bed she didn't even help at all i was I was doing something else. They were towels, so it wasn't and it's a not huge the folding lift. that bothers me. It's it's the whole process. It's like the getting well, the it out, towel, putting the it folding in, is a part putting of the it process. in the machine. If okay. laundry was a one step process, be fine. Call the dry cleaner. 
No, because that's getting ready and then taking it and dropping it and wow, you're giving them instructions. It way too and much than it is. It's it that's what it is, Elise. Okay. It's that's why it's well, overwhelming. What do you call what I do for you? What do you mean? I'm a one stop shop. Exactly. You're the even... end of my yang. Yeah. Because <laughs> these kind of because I mean I've said this too many times. The things that overwhelm me don't overwhelm you, and the things that overwhelm you don't overwhelm me. It's true. I could write a million cover letters, sit in sit in tons of interviews. Won't even won't even furl my brow. Respond to a business e no type email. Like I Do don't even sleep. know what to say. I'm but gonna, you know, yeah, that's why we that's why we work. That's why we work. Yeah. Laundry is just one of many tasks. Car inspections also do frazzle me. Uh, but you know Bills. what? You know what doesn't frazzle me? What? Taxes. Which is odd. Yeah, I'll do taxes all day and all and night. I, I did three them. sets of taxes this year. And we lived and worked in like four states each. I did my ta- I did my mother's taxes in two hours. Because she only worked in one state. Yeah, but they're like a married joint. It was a joint filing with several with deductions. Like property. Yeah, they own property. They, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of filing. It was completely different than ours. There's a lot of stuff. But like, it's just, uh, yeah, it's strange. Not, yeah, those things overwhelm me, but but then there's other things that don't. Maybe one day I'll find the connection yeah. of all the things that, that, that cause me anxiety. But one of those things for surezies is is uh is parking at a mall. Yeah. And that is what gives Heifer the nosebleed. And I feel for him. I really do. We're all Heifer on the inside. Just a nosebleed looking for parking. Yeah, well, I think the end result that, you know, Rocco learns that money on a card isn't real. Yeah, and instead of just letting that. that credit build up, they just took all of his shit back. Like, honestly, best case scenario. Also, not how credit cards work. Kind of wish no. it was. No. Kind of wish they would really? come back and get some yeah. of their shit like, and be like, hey. Hey, didn't no. really need that. <laughs> Turns L- out. Let me save yeah. you some money. Let me save you some money. I'll come and grab that thing yeah. you bought. It's, it's charged. Only. Right. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, I think we're ready for our next segment. Are we? Yeah. What you were watching this week? Mm-hmm. Are you done? Are we already done talking about Rocco's modern life? I feel like there's a lot to say. What What else do we need to discuss? Oh God. I guess you're right. He's just a wallaby. Oh, he's an immigrant. He's from <laughs> Australia. <laughs> well, I think it's just interesting that he's an immigrant. Why is that interesting? The modern times. <laughs> the times we live in today. He's that a cartoon. Australian. That a cartoon wallaby mm-hmm. can be voiced by an actor named Carlos and be a popular children's television show. I'm sorry, that's me removing my jaw from the floor. I wish that our society was a little bit more like Rocco's Modern Life and the way in the in the times that Rocco's Modern Life came up in. Was it the Clinton years? Was that when a Cl- Clinton from the White House? Yeah, it was. Hmm. You know, the bright geographic Ugh. or geometric patterns, Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. A simpler Just time. A sweeter time. You know, like right before I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That's a pretty good Bill Clinton. Do you want to hear my Bill Clinton? I mean, after I did that golden one, not really. But if you must. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Miss Linsky. Was that good? It was pretty good. 
I remember hearing that on the Today Show in the morning, like every morning, and not knowing what they were talking about. I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was on her dress until I was 20. I didn't know what any of it was. I was like, I didn't yeah. know, I have any idea what happened to it. Yeah, I remember, I think one of my my teachers explained to me what had happened, like, in uh, in college. Like, I read something or they told us. And I was like, oh my god, that's what happened? That's crazy. And also, she was 19 years old? That's mm. crazy. I didn't know she was 19. Doesn't that make it a little grosser? Yeah. It was yeah. already gross. Though. It was, wasn't it? That's the thing that a lot of people don't 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 understand about Democrats. We all thought it was gross. Everyone thought he was there's impeached. No, yeah, as there's a no debating that it was disgusting. Yeah. And he that he, and that he was gross for doing it. Yep. I just didn't think it had anything to do with his job performance. Well, cuz he lied. He lied on 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 the oath under oath. But to be fair, mhm. I don't think he ever should have been asked. He shouldn't have lied, but I just don't see why it ever came to any of that. That's actually a fair point. Who cares? This is his who, personal who gave sex a life. Like, why was he being asked in the first place? That is kind of gross, isn't it? Yeah, it just didn't make any sense. Having to do with anything. You're right. Anyway, it's time to figure out what Elise was watching this week. This week, I watched the Disney film Moana. Don't know if it'll be a new classic, but I did like it. Uh, we watched seven episodes of Life in Pieces. That is shocking. Almost done with that first season, baby. I finished it a long time ago. Well, joke's on you because I have CBS All Access and the third season's on there, but not on Netflix. <gasps> I've been holding down you, you Boo Bear. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Sorry. You have no idea how badly I want to watch that. Maybe I'll give you the password after we're done with this. Maybe you will. I watched three episodes of Legion, which, thank you, Joe Vogel, I'm really enjoying. Um, I watched Almost Christmas, which was sad. Um, two episodes of Real Housewives of Potomac, which I just want to see one of those ladies out in life. Please. They're around. They're here. Yeah, they're close. Um, two episodes of The Mick. Two episodes of Supergirl. Three episodes of This Is Us, which was the season finale, and I'm... Oh, gosh. Can't watch that show without shedding a tear. Like, it's... Once again, so not good. a selling point. No, it's so good. Um, two episodes of The Path. I watched the Kevin Hart special, What Now?, which took me three nights to watch because I kept watching it and then falling asleep because I was so exhausted after work, so... Not a great selling point, but it was enjoyable. Um, I watched an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, two episodes of, of uh, American Housewife, which please let that get renewed. Um, I watched an episode of Fresh Off the Boat, two of The Strain, and an episode of Blind Spot, one of Royal Housewives of New York, one of Once Upon a Time. We watched two of the OA, which mm. I will not be continuing. I will. I will also not be continuing. I want to. I will be Wikipedia to yeah, read I, all the I secrets and then just it. not watch it anymore. I do want to spoil it and see what's see what's going on there. But. Yeah, we watched uh, two episodes of the new season of Fargo. Ugh, so good. So good. It's like dipping your whole face into pudding it's like <laughs> it is oh. like di- it is like <laughs> dipping your face into pudding it's so yeah. enjoyable i just yeah. want more yeah i just want more pudding right and then i i watched an episode of sweet home oklahoma which 
is feels like watching a bunch of people that I wish were my parents' friends. Like they just seem. I thought you were gonna say it's like watching. It's like watching a bunch of Trump voters just mm, hanging out. I don't like to think of them that way. Mm, but that is what they are. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I watched the movie Birth of a Nation. Super sad. Um, I watched the movie Allied, and I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt has had a facelift. I can neither confirm nor deny, but he looks too young. Did we watch Fate of the Furious? That was last week. That was last week? We already discussed it. You missed it. Okay. Yeah. No more new points on that. Um, and then I watched two episodes of The Detour tonight while I was cooking dinner. That rounds you out? That's everything. Wow. I want to remind everybody for just a second as we close out here. Why, why do we go into this? I don't know anyone <laughs> that watches this much television. And I say that not to like, not as a, a shameful point or or to call you out in any way. I'm like actively trying to better myself. I mean, Elise holds two jobs. I'm working legit 70 hours a week. It's just, it's one of the reasons. To 80. You know, really? people, most people that are listening, you know, you know, we got engaged this year. Yeah. And our three year anniversary is tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that I love you. So much. Too. You're just such an amazing, interesting person. <laughs> Am I really? Yes. Aww. I just find that so. It was, it was my idea to, to, to go through this with you at the end. No, of the I did not want to do it. Uh, I want. This is a secret. That because I, I think that it's one of the most interesting things about you that I don't. Know, I just don't know anyone else like it. And I think I mean that in a good way. The, the just, where are you storing the information? How are you absorbing it? There should be studies on your brain because you maintain such an active life in other ways, but are maintaining this very passive habit behind closed doors. But I love some you tremendously. Have I cigarettes. find it. You know, I some have Xfinity. <laughs> you know, some people uh, have. Gosh. No, that's a lie. I also have alcohol. I had so many few glasses of wine tonight. Yes, I, have. I just want to say I love you. <laughs> I'm incredibly excited to have spent the last three years with you, and I cannot wait to spend the rest of my life with you and watch many, many, many more television shows. I can't wait to find our next Fargo. Oh, me too. (laughs) Um, All right, well, that just about does it for us tonight. Uh, As always, you can follow us on Twitter, WLUWT. I do want to give a quick shout out. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. The next time that I will be speaking, my sister, Hannah Lynn Vess, will be a graduate of Virginia Tech. Shout out to all the graduates of 2017. Yeah, that walked this year. BTW, I graduated college four years ago now, and it feels too soon. I was just about to say that every time that every time that I hear, oh, it's oh, graduating season, yeah. all I think about, so, and thank you to all you graduates out there, yeah. is how fucking old I've become and how yep. long it was like, when I walked. And it wasn't even a decade ago, but it just seems too long you ago. You know, speaking of, yeah, today... A young woman graced my presence in the office. Uh, she's a Brown graduate. And my boss is also a Brown graduate. And she was curious as to when this young woman graduated, thinking, we must be close in age. No. No. 
<laughs> she graduated f- four years after you did. Five. So shout out to Nimi Uberoy. He was freshly back in America. Uh, class of 2015. Uh, and shout out to Gabby Greenfield. Uh, class of 2010. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. She's super successful. No shame. She yeah. went to Brown. She's kicking it. Yep. So is Nimi. Anyway, it's been it's been super real. Really enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did, too. And also, the next time we speak, it will be past Mother's Day. So just a, a last reminder. Get that card. Get that card. Get that card. <laughs> Go ahead and get that get, card. Get those flowers. Yeah, just do it now. Do yourself a favor. Click in this, in this, and do that. Yeah. Unless you're driving, in which case, just make a mental note. Speaking of which, Jenny, have you gotten that card? All right, guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.